uh, it's just to file like racism and stuff like that, and like Euro being the face of Margaret Rathbert, who literally has fed so many children out of his own pocket. Yeah, and you're just like, yeah, no, um, I those guys are saying they step up on the So, the, one of the things we joked about ages ago was the fact that he selected four right back, <laughs> and then he had Marvis Rack playing right back in the final. And that's for him. Oh, that is, yeah, he didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, he took four right back to the But it was, um, no, it, 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 I had sort of, the way I was sort of thinking about it, because that my company was in the next before I watched it, before we got to be talking about it, and I was in, um, kind of weird, I don't think anybody has. tournament I guarantee you we have more fun it's like that thing you said about the Euros in 2016 was yeah. it yeah um, but yeah it's uh, it's a good old Euros fuck it it was good and well actually good one by the I think by the second round or at least the quarterfinals there have been more goals scored in that Euros than in the entire competition the last there you go which is brilliant so it was I mean it was a goal fiesta okay. there was a couple of great shocks um, there was a couple of fairy tale stories Couple of people I felt bad for. Um, felt bad for the Danes. Talking about Harden mm-hmm. so early on. Oh, and then, oh, then Schmeichel as and well. And Schmeichel as well. And also England. If you can't win when you get to play six or seven games at home, I don't know what else you need to fucking do. Exactly. You're not going to do it in winter in Qatar next yeah. year. Whenever you can fucking, you got the rest of the world showing up as well. Exactly. But let's not forget about the pesky South Americans and oh. the fact that they're brilliant at football. Exactly. And uh, we'll briefly touch upon this. Uh, Messi getting this Copa America. Yeah. Messi has won an international tournament. Everybody fuck up. He's brilliant. Yeah, I know. Best player in the world. Yeah, but he hasn't won an international. <laughs> I'm like, name me the entire uh, Argentine team. You cut it on that 20, 30 years ago when they had won a World Cup. Exactly. Now it's. Messi? Yeah. Uh, uh, Messi, I'm pretty sure Higuain is, he's nowhere near the squad. But, yeah. um, Aguero, uh, Di Maria, um, and Martinez, the goalkeeper. Yes, Martinez. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. I couldn't name you one of their defenders. But that's brilliant. I thought it was good. To, and, and also a, a big deal for them as well to beat the old ri- rivals, which mm-hmm. is Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just happy about it, man. Yeah, it was, it, was a good, it was a great weekend for sport, as you say, when you had that. But um, no, I, I think that seems to be the the counterpoint, or the, not the counterpoint. The main point is that no one probably would have begrudged the England team with it, but I thought sometimes yeah. they played some good football. Very good. Um, their initial game, their initial games though was kind of weird as well. I, I mean, they struggled against Scotland. Yeah, they, but they were still yeah. talking about like how they were going to be like world beaters. I'm like, that's a skull. Yeah, I know. It'd be the same if you were playing Colorado uh, Iron or Northern Ireland team. Mm-hmm. You know, sadly slipped out from the last ratings of the 2016. But I'd say we would have had a fucking better time. Oh yeah, we would have enjoyed ourselves a lot more. Exactly. Yeah, we would have. I don't know. 
like for example, say we had most of the games were played in Rome. Like the amount of pizza and peroni that would have been devoured by Irish fans. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we went, the Irish fans went to Italy in 1990 as well, and there's that brilliant thing where at the homecoming, like I didn't put it in the quarterfinals and were welcomed home as national heroes. <laughs> Jack Tartan gave that brilliant speech where he said, uh, "We enjoyed ourselves a lot, but we drank very little." Oh, we're gonna fix that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and wasn't it wasn't it Jack Carlton that said like this is the reaction we got from going out of the quarterfinals? Just imagine if we won it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Probably so would have burnt Ireland to the ground. Yeah, but there's a difference of that, and then even I mean the Northern Ireland fans and the Ireland fans were pretty much granted freedom of the city of Paris, wasn't it? After the the last Euros. Essentially, like if you're singing lullabies to children on what is it? What's the, the public transport? Oh, fuck, yeah, the Metro. Metro, yeah. <laughs> if you're doing that, you're pretty much, like, golden in most people's eyes. <laughs> Some of those windows were brilliant. It was one of the guy who came to his window, the crowd cheered. Did you yeah. know? He was sticking his head at the back and they were like, yeah! I, like, uh, I don't know what happened, but for some reason there's a car park that got dented and all the, like, Ireland and Northern Ireland fans were fucking trying to, like, bump the dent out. But then they're just realising they're making, like, worse. They're making it much worse. So they're just taking, like, 50 euros and stuff like that down the crack of thing for them to get fixed. I fucking love that. Like, saw the brilliant one of the chains in the tower for, like, an elderly Parisian couple as well. <laughs> just these two these two drunk lads holding pints and their mates on screen the way. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's how your fans should behave as well. And then, I don't know... Obviously, the, the BBC aren't going to show that, but there was that horrifying thing online where from like 11 in the morning, London looked like a fucking carnage. Yeah. It wasn't like when we, when we go to games or we go to a, a game match, you go to a football match, you go for a few pints, you know, yeah. get in the atmosphere of the day, sing a song at a supporters club. It just seemed really tense yeah. before the game had started. I'm sure the Italians were probably thinking they weren't going to get out of life. Yeah, exactly. And friend of the podcast, Victoria Angeloni, actually made it to the final. Yeah, and also nearly didn't make it out of life. Exactly. He had his fucking phone stolen and I just got the road. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, I think if, if you asked him at the start, he goes like, okay, you can go to the semi-final and the final where Italy win, but you get your phone stolen and then you get COVID, he would still take that opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, which Can't is crazy. Uh, uh, actually, let's not say that. Gigs are very sparse. <laughs> this time of year, and I want as many as I can get. Be nice. <laughs> yeah. No, of course, of course. Uh, speedy recovery. Um, so there's a couple of other things happening. Um, I don't actually have the um, the details of this, but it was one of the stories I sent to you about the uh, former. Uh, I was about to say former NHL player there that wasn't Tec- very very good taste technically speaking, <laughs> technically speaking. Um, so yeah uh, there was an incident over the 4th of July weekend which will live on in infamy in, in uh, with the death of Columbus Blue Jackets player uh, Matthias Kivlinski uh, who died heroically making his biggest save on the uh, 4th of July so, uh, this story comes from sportcasting.com, uh, uh, but by a guy called Mike Thomas. Uh, the hockey world was stunned on the 4th of July when it was revealed that Latvian and Columbus Blue, Blue Jackets goalie Matthias Kalinski died when struck by an errant firework blast. So, the 24-year-old goalie was in his second year with the Blue Jackets and was enjoying a holiday party at the home of the goaltending coach Manny Legas. Uh, at the service uh, on Thursday, his Columbus teammates and fellow goalie uh, Elvis Mir- <laughs> Mir- Salins- 
that's how it's pronounced phonetically, um, uh, said his friend died a hero, saving other people, uh, saving Marylinsk and his pregnant wife that night. Which, yeah, shocking. Absolutely crazy. So they're at a Fourth of July party, mm-hmm. and a fire exploded, killing somebody. Mm-hmm. And like uh, when you hear that story, you go like, "That sounds like something that happened in Florida." I genuinely don't think it was, you know, people fucking around with like fireworks or anything like that, going like, hey, "You can save a fuck. Can you save this?" I don't think it was anything like that. It was. It just kind of seemed like it was just like a firework malfunction rather than anything else. It's a very Florida story, but not in Florida. <laughs> yeah. So, and it, yeah, it happened in Michigan, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's a fucking awful, awful sad. So rest in peace, Mathis. And yeah, it's a fucking way to bum everybody out. It's not like injury time to bum people out, right? Uh, yeah, also as well, because we're going to talk about another death later on, which is even more grim. Exactly. Do you want to get to that now? Uh, yeah, we can, okay. we can probably do that as well. Also. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, the sad news over the weekend in the Monaghan under 20 captain so there was, there was good news and there was bad news for Ulster football at the weekend the good news was that um, Derry won the All-Ireland minor title beating Kerry Yo. by one point did you watch the last minute of that game? I saw the highlights Did you? the last minute of the game is the highlight Derry can see the goal and are down by two points in the last minute of the game they go up the end of the field the keeper is keeper foot blocks which is, which is illegal because he's He's not the last man back. He's just mm-hmm. a, he's just a net in your foot. But if it's a foot block, it's uh, defined as a foul. They get a penalty, and uh, the guy called Downey, who was the captain of the team, steps up, smashes the penalty, and I think lifts the all iron title for Derry. His father is Seamus Downey, who lifted the all iron for Derry in nineteen eighty three. So that was pretty cool. Oh, look at that. That's uh, really repeating itself. Yeah. Um, on the sad note, then uh, Monaghan. Uh, under 20s captain so what they had was they played I think it was Donegal in the Ulster final and very sadly the the captain Brenton O'Godoffy who was travelling home probably with his medal was sadly killed in a car accident in County Monaghan probably um, on his way home from the final so that was letting the night of it but he's, uh, he's been led to rest since and then the next day Parma had to play Monaghan but uh, yeah so very sad loss. Supposed to be one of the next big things in the county. Uh, Nineteen years old. Real sad because the and the captain of the team. So a big loss to his teammates. Uh, rest in peace, buddy. Because that was fucking shocking. Yeah. And then we we found out about that after um, actually right before I, I was in Liverpool on Saturday. We found out about that whenever we were going to watch Armagh playing Monaghan in the Ulster semi final. And I was just like, ah, oh, fuck! I don't think Monaghan's going to lose the day. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely fired up. One of those things, like, and uh, like you're kind of probably in the wrong game if that isn't something that kind of just I don't know stokes the flames in your belly kind of thing. Oh yeah, I mean, there's, there's all that stuff where people talk about that extra, that extra couple of inches, and that's the bit of fire in your belly. But yeah, no, that was a big deal for Monaghan the other day, and it, it did help them overcome my home county of Armagh and football in Uri as well, which I was kind of got a little bit for. But mm. looked like a beautiful day, trying conditions for the team, but uh, even more trying for the Monaghan team. So they had exactly. they had a moment silence, but it was great with a, a, a minute's round of applause, which was yeah. very respectful of the team. Mm. Yeah, very sad, but we'll we'll uh, we'll try and move on with uh, a little bit more information that we have in regards to the NHL playoffs. Now, yes. 
I'm not very happy to say this, but Darren, uh, you uh, okay? None of us won the Euro sweepstakes. I think that was that was a given. Yeah. Uh, what were you you speaking? I think I got. Yeah, I got, I was happy with it initially, but then like, I watched one of the first games and I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. Um, yes, yeah, so I had Czech Republic, so I wasn't getting anywhere. But uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you were Tampa Bay. Uh, I was the Montreal Canadiens, and uh, yeah, Tampa Bay wins the Stanley Cup final, back-to-back champions uh, with four games to one victory over the Montreal Canadiens. Now, uh, a lot of different um, things would probably be a factor here, uh, but I think the main one is Justin Trudeau tweeting Joe Biden about having a bet about the first uh, Canadian-American Stanley Cup since, like, 2007, when Ottawa were playing, so... I blame Justin Trudeau, and therefore he should not get in the next election. Put him in the jinx, did you? Yeah, man. I, I'm not happy about it. Like, and, like, I'm going to say this. I, I think, apart from Winnipeg, um, Montreal were my least favorite Canadian team. Um, but I, I still wanted them to win. Like, the one I saw was, uh, obviously, a, a, a massive pain in the arse for the Maple Leafs fans, because obviously they had a great team this year. I completely fucking True. choked it. But was it the CN Tower in Toronto was lit up? In Montreal cover at colours because they were now the Canadian representatives in the Stanley Cup. Could you imagine? That, yeah. So oh. the other thing was, um, is that, what was the other thing I thought it was a, a Canadian friend of mine who said, I'm morally opposed to anything winning the Stanley Cup where it's not below freezing winter. <laughs> I agree. Uh, hey, I mean, like, uh, it's been the exact opposite of that recently, like, in the past couple of years. Like, do you know what they don't have in Tampa Bay? Pond hockey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that brings it back to an earlier episode where they were doing a uh, Colorado were playing Las Vegas in Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Just in the start of summer. And they were like, oh, I wonder why the ice is melting here. Yeah, because they usually have, uh, is it an all-star game or there's like a charity game every year? Where yeah, they, they, they have the all-star outdoors? game. Well, they have, um, it's a regulation game. Yeah. Uh, so it's the uh, NHL. Uh, what do they used to call it? Yeah, the classic. I think they call it or yeah, the Heritage Classic. So in Canada, they did the Heritage Classic where they had like Ottawa against um, Ottawa against Vancouver. Um, I think that was in BC Place or somewhere like that, where the CFL team, the BC Lions, play. Um, and then. But for example, like they've done in Fenway Park, the Bruins play uh, Philadelphia Flyers with Dropkick Murphys opening, uh, doing the national anthems. Um, so they build a hockey rink in a baseball stadium. Yeah, but it's in winter, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's normally the it's normally New Year's Day that it happens. Right, okay, which okay. is perfect, like for. But obviously, this year with COVID, it kind of fucked up. So it was like a couple of months later, but still, <laughs> you're just going like, uh. Is it going to be, I think it should just be a thing where it's, you're looking at it going like, yes, the, the outdoor kind of climate suits it. Lake Tahoe is not one of those places. If you're going to do it, yeah, for sure, have it like, um, I don't know, Dallas against Florida Panthers. That, that'll be 100%, that would be good. But have it in like Toronto, Montreal, Chicago, Minnesota, somewhere where you're not going to go like, Okay, there is a reason why the ice is like sludge now. Yeah, because if you're trying to play that game and the ice is melting, you now you're playing water polo. That's exactly. Water sport. Yeah, water polo with knives on your feet. Very hard to swim in all that gear too. 
I can imagine. fucking sink. I could imagine. Uh, um, so moving on, uh, we've got a. This is yeah. This is a big. This is almost like remember we did the Champions League, the uh, Europa League, and the Premiership finishing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he had all that. This is another one of those episodes where we're just kicking off people who have won their leagues um, because the NBA playoffs uh, finally ended. Yeah. Uh, so Milwaukee were up against Phoenix. Uh, yeah, Milwaukee ends up with, what was it? Uh, wins the series four games to two. So they almost went the distance. Four two, okay. Yeah. So game six win. Yeah, game six win um, for Milwaukee. Yeah. Giannis and Kumbo uh, scored 50 points in the final game as well. And he got uh, a game or player of the tournament as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good time to be the Greek freak, I guess. Well, it was... Well, what did you say? It was six, 4-2, so game 6. Mm-hmm. Did they win it at home? Like, it was their fans in the stadium and all that stuff? Because I know, like, last year's Stanley Cup was weird because there was nobody in the stadium and yes. it looked like they'd won a training game. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, here's your trophy. <laughs> to be fair, that, that made me quite happy that uh, Tampa Bay got to... Because you could see how much it meant to them that they actually got to win it with people in the stands. Uh, yes, it was in Milwaukee at the time and, and there's been talk about uh, Milwaukee losing the Bucks just because of the whole kind of uh, deal they've got there with... Um, like the state paying for like a brand new stadium and all this kind of crazy stuff there's actually a great uh, clip from John Oliver show that talks about it Uh, and yeah so allegedly the Bucks were supposed to be leaving Milwaukee to move somewhere else to a city that would pay for like state of the art brand new stadium what would they still call them the Bucks? yeah they they could change name because that's what kind of happens with like just because it's all franchise and stuff like that in America, they could change the name or they could keep it. The weirdest one I found out was that the LA Lakers started in Minnesota, yeah. where there's loads of lakes. Yeah. Not, LA not doesn't so have its own water supply. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, when you look at someone where, it, and then there's that old joke in the, in the, the start of basketball, where yeah. it's, you know, the, the Oilers moved to such a certain where there is no oil, and, yeah. the, you know, the, what was that one, the Utah, the Jazz moved to Utah with the new like music. <laughs> but, no, that was one of the big ones because it was. Uh, I didn't realize that about them naming the teams and moving them. I know, like the uh, Seattle SuperSonics doesn't exist anymore. Yep. Moved and but yeah, so you have Milwaukee Bucks, a, a team. I, I mean, when I used to play NBA um, three on my N sixty four, they were dog shit. So far, better than twenty years later, they've come good. Exactly, that's it. That's how you do it. Uh, and yeah, that pretty much uh, rounds up all the uh, uh, the headlines that we've got. Uh, we'll get into uh, this week in sport where we'll uh, cover the Gaelic Games, mm-hmm. correct? Yes, we have also Championship and uh, Harlan. Yes, and, and like all the cups, so the Christy Rigg and the Joe McDonough and all. Yep. Okay, yeah, let's get into it. This week. This week in sport. Uh, okay, so uh, do we want to start with Leinster? Uh, yes, please. Well, start wherever you want to do it. So. Well, uh, just, uh, I'm just very happy to... So, obviously, Antrim uh, got beat quite substantially by Dublin uh, in, what was that, the quarterfinals? Quarterfinals, and then they had to go into a relegation playoff against Leish, which they lost. So, mm. after one year in the senior championship, Antrim have been relegated back to Joe McDonough, which I do not think does them a fucking any justice, because they held their own the league. 
And I think it does hard and great disservice to have Antrim out of that competition. Should have been niche. <laughs> as bad as that sounds. Um, but yes, uh, moving on to the other quarterfinals, uh, Wexford were against Leash, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, Wexford <laughs> decimated five thirty-one to one twenty-three. Yeah, that is like when we're like having a puck about in Cherryville or something like that. That's the score. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was pretty bad. But moving on to the semi-finals now, this annoyed me very much. Dublin against Galway. Yeah. 118 to 114. Very low scoring game. Very low scoring game. Two decent teams as well. You know what I mean? There was the... Yeah, I mean... I mean, Dublin coming in off the back of the anthem when after beating Anthem so well, should have given some sort of comments. Go away! I don't know, they just don't seem to be firing on all cylinders this year yeah. at all. And there's other teams that are already up to what we call championship speed. Mm. The league's kind of figuring each other out and getting in new players, but... Championship is in hurling especially is so fast and so all guns blazing. Like we had scores earlier in the year of teams scoring more than thirty points in a match. Exactly, yeah. And, and it's still going through because uh Wexford against Kilkenny, uh two thirty seven to two twenty nine. That's a big big deal. Yeah. So forty three points against thirty five. Yeah. I mean like and for Kilkenny to concede thirty five points, that's huge. Yeah, this year as well, Kilkenny was it? The only time you could see the three goals was by Anthem. Yeah. So, that's what you want to be doing. You want to be playing with bigger teams. But, yeah, Wexford are, I mean, still the game in the back door system, but Kilkenny, as always, I don't, even if they, if you beat somebody, if you beat Kilkenny in the next or semi-final, you would have to be a brilliant team. Yeah. Because Kilkenny, true. no matter how bad they are by conventional tackles, are never bad. Mm. They're always fucking brilliant and you literally have, and they're so hard to beat. I've seen them win I saw them in an All-Ireland final once a few years ago. They were seven points down with five months to go. And they win it you like 89 points. Yeah. So you can't kill the game. cats. Pretty much. Nine lives. <laughs> seven ways to skin them. Nobody's fucking finished them. <laughs> they don't win every year, but they're fucking in it every year. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah, it's like the thing that uh, they're in it They're in it every year. Uh, uh, they don't win it every year, but they never get beat. The only people that beat Kilkenny are themselves. Like, um... But yeah, moving on to the final, uh, which was this past Saturday. Kilkenny against Dublin. Yes. Uh, Kilkenny, 125 winners over Dublin, 19 points. Good. Order restored. Well, yeah, as expected, but I mean, Dublin sort of seemed to be coming on the charge. Yeah, the first half, it was yeah, it was quite tight. Yeah. And I was watching it with a friend who has gotten into hurling over in London. Um, but he like doesn't watch or like keep abreast of anything that's happening right here. But he knows that like the whole evil empire of Dublin in terms of football. And he goes like, "Here, Kilkenny are beating Dublin at halftime. Is that not big?" And I'm like, "Hurling uh, and football are two different things." But also, yeah, it's not bad. It's good. It's good. It's a decent score. Um, but do you want to switch to the results in the monster? Yeah, Munster, I think, is all, not a better championship, but it's always tighter. There's so many more. I like it. The, the teams in it, I like better. Yeah, Waterford, Tip, Cork, Limerick. There's a lot of teams in there, a lot of hard work. It's paying off for Limerick. I mean, for years, Limerick were never a bad team. They just weren't good enough to beat the teams that were coming in form. Yeah, but now they're, I would say, the ones to beat. Oh, yeah. In many, many respects. Yeah, like. I mean, they went on the All-Ireland last year, and whenever they like, whenever they play, I watch them one of their league games, they literally not pick their... Passing the ball about for the crack. Yeah. Some of their passes are incredible. 
Did you see the goal the other day against Tipperary? Oh, sir. Where he, t- where he, he, sir. he was given the slither in his own house that morning. Got up, had a shower, went and had his breakfast, still carrying the slither. Got to the ground, warmed up, still with the slither. Got round three defencemen up there. I think he played most of the game just carrying that slither. And then scored a goal. It was fucking incredible. That's how far back it was that he got the ball. That's how you do it. It was nuts. And he was flying full tilt with the slither on his hurl running and three people chasing him. Nobody got fucking near him. You see, I think that's one of my uh, my strengths in hurling and stuff. I, like, I'm fucking well good at the old egg and spin race. Yeah, yeah. Good as strike. I just don't make me run anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The cardio isn't there, but everybody yeah, else yeah. is. Don't make me run. I'm full of shock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my inner monologue and every, every <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Physical activity that I took part in. Um, but yeah, so Sunday the 27th of June, Clare were against Wexford in one of the quarterfinals. Uh, Clare beaten, oh sorry, not Wexford, Waterford, um, 122 to 21 points, which was tight enough. Um, moving on to uh, one of the semifinals, could have potentially been a final as well, uh, Cork against Limerick. Yeah. Now, I'm a bit annoyed because I would be quite a fan of Cork. I was going to say, Cork played well, but Limerick seemed to have an extra gear. Yeah. Whenever it looked to be going Cork's way, it just slowly turned. 117 to all the ducks. 222. Yeah. Is that what? I'm, I'm doing bingo calls. Two, two, two little ducks? Yeah, two little ducks. So three little ducks. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, they won 28 points to 20, essentially, there. Uh, the other semi-final, Tipperary, were up against Clare. Uh, yeah. Tw- uh, 32 points, 28 point win, 323 to 222. Eh, uh, I mean, like, it's deceptive. But yeah, Tipperary kind of, like... One of the things I'd say to people, and I say this as a massive football fan, if you ever get nothing to do on Sunday, just watch a hard match. Yeah. Un- it doesn't matter who's fucking playing. They're good. Yeah, exactly. They're better than me. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on to the final. Now, Limerick against Tip. What a game. Absolutely. What a game. Going to fire that little cliche. It was a game of two halves. <laughs> it was, honestly, I think that was the best advertisement for Hurling this season that yeah. I've watched, personally. Tipperary, that first half, I thought were incredible. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, they've figured out the system. Nobody has figured out Limerick. I think Tipperary's got this. And one of the other um, parts of the system is being incredibly fit. So the second half, they fucking blew them out of the water. And that's how Limerick do, baby. Uh, but yeah, no, absolutely fantastic, and uh, they're a credit to their county, uh, isn't that what they say? Yes. Uh, I don't know if it is. You'd <laughs> be a credit to your county. So, uh, yeah, we will... Should we go through all the Joe McDonough? All the rounds? Uh, no, just fire up. Who's still in that bad boy? So, uh, the final's been done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Westmeath beat Kerry, 34-27. to 27. Which means Westmeath are up next year. Yeah, they'll, they'll be in. A couple of headings. Yeah, I can see it. That's that. two years in a row. Kerry have lost in that final because that didn't beat them last year. Exactly. Kerry knocking on the door, one in the senior hurling. Which is weird. Uh, Kerry's obviously a legendary football Yeah, Kerry. stick to football. That's what I was just about to say. No, but there are parts of it, obviously, that touch Cork. And obviously, hurling has bled over there a wee bit. So there yeah. are hurling clubs in Kerry. It's obviously just not as pushed as much. True. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, no, to make it to the final, Meath. Uh... Wait, hold on. Meath? No, no, that's, that's not Joe McDonough. It says the hurling playoff. Kildare against me. Oh, so that'll be... No, because Kildare were in the final that's, last year. That's so weird. Oh, the playoff must be to see who drops again. Yeah. Kildare went up last year after being oh, down. Oh, okay. I get you. I get I remember. you. Actually, I have no idea what you're talking about, but... 
Four grades in hurling. Yeah, I get you. No, 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 I get you. I get you. Um, but yeah, so uh, Joe McDonough winners this year are Westmeath. Uh, Christy Rigg. Christy Green. Green. I always get that mixed Powerful. up. Christy Ring. Um, so, uh, this... So if you ri- win the Christy Ring, it takes you up to the Joe McDonough. And then if you win the Joe McDonough, you either go to Leinster or... You go to Leinster. Uh, it all goes to Leinster? Well, they're usually Leinster teams that win it. Like yeah. from Adler, and then you go to Leinster. Galway plays in Leinster. It's all oh, very confusing. It's very confusing. Change the name. Um, but yeah, so the at the minute, they're only up to the quarterfinal in that. So, okay, so that's not done and dusted yet. Yeah, so uh, yeah. for example, Wicklow beat Ross Common. Derry beat Ross Common. Uh, Offaly beat Sligo. Derry beat Wicklow again. And for the quarterfinals now, Sligo beat Ross Common there just at the weekend past. So... Yeah, uh, Derry will... I don't know who they're going up against next. Would it be Offaly? Oh, yes, Offaly. Jesus, Offaly down two grades, my God. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're like, better hurlers than they are footballers, right? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Offaly football is up in... I think they're up in Division 2 this year, but also Offaly is a hurling county. We're winning all our titles in the 90s, so this that is a big slide for them. Mm. And uh, the fixtures coming up for the... Is it Nicky Rackard? Yes, Nicky Rackard versus where Armagh play the Exactly. Uh, Mayo are up against Armagh and Tyrone are against Donegal. So, you know, maybe a little bit of silverware for the, the tangerines, the, the Rural Rangers. Why did you start the, the, the tangerines? The, the satsumas, as it, I like to Do you know what? Them. Weirdly enough, the colours are officially listed as tangerine and white. There you go. I don't know why. There's <laughs> this fucking orange and white, but I don't uh, May, Mayo aren't the best at hurling, right? Uh, no, they're they're yeah. very much a football party. Yeah, so you got a, you got a chance. Here, you always have a chance. It's the Gaelic. Exactly. Everyone's got a chance. Uh, At the end of the day, it's fifteen men on fifteen men. I reckon Toronto will probably beat Donegal from just from their past. Uh, uh, like was it league play this year? From watching them, there there was a couple of good good wins for Toronto there. So, and then is it the Lori Maher? Yes, Lori Maher. Which Man, is... I'm fucking nailing all these pronunciations. Like you're um, very good. You didn't say Lori Miacher. <laughs> Um, Fernanda, Fermanagh are against Longford and Cavan are against Louth. Yes, that's, uh, there's only four teams in that, isn't it? Yeah, there? yeah. And then, uh, so after that all happens, we are into All-Ireland territory, right? With the qualifier, so the round, the second round of qualifiers is Waterford against Galway, and that's this Saturday, correct? Yes. Uh, Clare against Cork. Uh, and then the Saturday the 31st, so the week after, would be Tipperary against the Round 2 winners, Dublin against Round 2. Yeah, it says... Oh, I'm so fucking confused by so this. So what, what we normally do is we just tell you the results, because if we make people think about things... It's very confusingly done in this year, I understand that, but... Mm. Just do, just do the result. Do the results. We'll do the. We'll do it. Oh, yeah, I'll do. I'll. I'll just. Edit, the, edit this out. <laughs> I'm not editing anything. Is this picking me up, whispering. <laughs> um. So yeah. There's a west me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that was a good way to end. Eighty style comedian. I know there's a west me, but I ain't never seen any east me. Hey, I just got off the plane from Westmead and my arms are slowed hard. Yeah, that's a lie. They don't have an airport. Um, <laughs> um, should we talk briefly about also how well Lauren are doing in Europe? <laughs> Sorry? Two rounds played. This is news to me. Two rounds played. Actually, I'll get I'll get the, the proper scores up. So, uh, Lauren football. 
Yeah, no, they are make... on the charge in the is that Europa warmups? Yeah, man, they they're literally I'm backing them. So at the minute they are, yeah, they are in like the third round. Oh, how, many, how many rounds get into a group game? Uh, I think five. Ooh. So they're close. There's like? hope. There is hope. Uh, I'll just get the the fixture list up. If I could. Yeah, so they were playing. Here we go. So. Uh, games they played. So I don't know if this was European or was this just a friendly, but Lauren were playing Kilmarnock on the 3rd of July. Ended in a 2-2 draw. Oh, okay. Decent, decent. Bala Town in the UEFA Europa Conference League. 1-0 winners in the first leg. Decent. Bala Town then come to Inver Park. Get beat 1-0 again by Lauren. So they go through to the next round against Arius, which is a Danish team. Uh, and the 22nd, which is tomorrow, is the first leg of that match. And then the second leg is in Inver Park. Can so, we go watch any matches yet? Yeah, we could, we could go do that. Let's try, let's try and get the match of the old uh, gig, gig schedules and work suits us. Although, this is the issue. Tomorrow is the game at Lauren in Inver Park. Ah, fuck it. Yeah, I got a match. Both, both of us are busy gigging and also doing other sports stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, the Premiership's back up and running. Um, Crusaders have released their new shirt. My God, is it a beauty. West Ham have released their new shirt. Home one is okay. The away one is uh, Italian 2006 jersey. Oh. But with a West Ham badge, and I'm very excited about getting it. That's the away? Yeah. And West Ham away, okay, 21, 22. Darren's bringing it up again. Um, very nice, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really liking it. The home's got like a, a collar and the... the it, it's the same as the Paolo Di Canio 1990s one. I was going to say, the blue's on the sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, oh, there's the kid there. Yeah, it, look, it looks like a fucking. It looks like a wrapper from like a nice lolly in the night. <laughs> uh, Celtic third shirt. Get out of town. I don't think I've seen a nicer shirt. Celtic third. Yeah. Have a look here. I like the. Uh, actually, my favorite West Ham top will always be the Iron Maiden West Ham top. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> it can't be me. Celtic third. Yeah, twenty-one, twenty-two. Let's have a look. Oh, it looks like a. It looks like an Ireland away kit from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, is that orange there as well? Like no, no, pink. Yeah. Oh, pink. Yeah. I thought we just, you know, like, fuck it. Yeah, it's I might as well. Pink. Bags in the middle of the chest is nice, though. I like that. That's the thing I like most about it. I would love if you could get jerseys without sponsors. Now, I know sponsors would never allow that, but I, there's so there's so many beautiful jerseys ruined by a big fucking dirty sponsor. Yeah, it depends what the sponsor is for me. Like, for example, with Daft Bet or with Betway... Yeah, make it the colour of the jersey. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not that bad. But you see, if you want to get, like, a Stevenage shirt and there's a big fucking Burger King logo in the middle of it, like, it kind of, yeah, it takes away from it. Like, But then also, there's some uh, advertisements uh, or logos and stuff like that that I think make the jersey that much better. For example, the Boca Juniors one from, like, 2004 with a Pepsi logo on it. Okay. Sir, please. I would die for a shirt. Hang on, didn't you, didn't you get a New Jersey jersey? <laughs> I did get a New Jersey. How did you get it smuggled to you? <laughs> uh, through the rat lines from Pyongyang. Um, no, so what's the capital of North Korea? Pyongyang. No, that's South. No, Seoul is the capital of South Korea. 
And it's Pyongyang, not in... Pyongyang is the North Korean capital. You see, if I need that, but didn't know that I need that... How did you say so that, but then not know what it was? <laughs> I'm going to be so annoyed if that... Is that from watching Team America when you were, like, 12? Oh, probably. America, fuck yeah. Yeah, capital of North Korea. Fucking hell, it's... Fucking hell. Did you actually Google that I, when I was... Yeah, I Googled that to make sure that I, like... Oh, my God. I'm I don't know if you've ever been to the pub quiz with me, but he did not know to Google that. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Yeah, Jordan got a New Jersey, and it's fucking class. Yeah, it's a uh, North Korea goalkeeper jersey from 2006. And, yeah, the uh, last guy who wore that had a few goals, and he's dead now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The bullet holes are still in the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we shouldn't joke, though. It's, it's, a, it's a serious thing. But I've been researching North Korean football for a wee bit uh, oh, since yeah. uh, seeing the jersey. And uh, I originally got it because we had been started playing five-a-side with other comedians. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have this thing where every time we play five-a-side now, I want to come up... Uh, I want to rock up with a cooler, more unusual shirt. Okay. So North Korea was my one for this week, but unfortunately, just because everyone was busy, we can do it. But next week's booked, so uh, that's when the North Korea shirt is getting pimped out. Quite the trump card. Oh, yeah. North Korea shirt. <laughs> oh, trump card. Uh, don't mention the word trump. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going... If anybody has any suggestions, please send it to me. Uh, I also wanted to get... Was it the Clyde FC Wet 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 jersey? <laughs> what? Clyde FC in the 90s were sponsored by Wet Wet Wet. Marty Pello, if you <laughs> think solid Catholics, you'll be laid up against the wall and shot. Um, surprised not a big Rangers fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also there's a Notts County jersey that I'm looking at that's sponsored by Jake Book. Okay. Uh, and there is, I think this was a charity match, so this isn't actually an official, uh, uh, an official jersey, but Biffy Clyro uh, sponsored Kilmarnock. Oh, okay. Because that's obviously like where they're from in Scotland and they are big football fans. So, you know, Biffy, if you're listening and want to come on the show and talk about your love for Kilmarnock football. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Isn't it? Um, this is like when Elton John was a director. It was a Wofford? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big fan. I love it. And like, I remember, I remember literally, this was when I was getting really into football as a youngster. And Sylvester Stallone turned up, to, he was doing like pr- promo for the new Rocky movie that came out, Rocky Balboa. And he he went to an Everton match because they, they filmed Creed in um, Goodison Park. Did they? Yeah, that's where the final fight in the first Creed is. The guy he fights is from Liverpool. Oh, played by Tony Bellew. Yes, thank you. Tony Bellew played him. How did I know? That? And he's a big Everton fan too. So yeah, it's, a, it's, it's in Goodison Park. So yeah, Goodison good. Park. How did you find Liverpool when you were there? Uh, I was staying the whole time. Couldn't tell you. Great. I was there, I was there on the. Was there on my brother Stag do, and all I can say is. I came home with very little money, so it's a good job the truck comes from. I would have had no money. <laughs> right? Yeah. One of the guys actually left, uh, Dave is a big Liverpool fan, he left on the Saturday before we started drinking again to go into the Anfield Stadium for a second. That is lovely. I, I, if anybody invites me on a stag do and there's a football club in the city, that's what's like I think I've been to Old Trafford, but I haven't done the stadium tour. I went to watch oh, yeah. a match, so I was like, maybe I should do it next time I'm in Manchester. <laughs> exactly. Here, if you go over doing gigs, we could win a Man, This was what I was literally about to say. <laughs> this year is definitely a year where I'm going, like, I'm going to uh, take advantage of the fact that uh, people like EasyJet and Ryanair are killing the planet with cheap flights over to the UK because I want to go to more, a lot more games. Yes. And, like, obviously we were saying we would love to get over to, like, the um, the derby between Hamburg and uh, uh, FC St. Pauli. Yep. Uh, and, like, we would love to do that. But, like, when it's right on your doorstep and, realistically, for 150 quid, that will get us there and back again in the same day. 
I reckon I could do that a couple of times this season. Though. Definitely want to go to Anfield. I've never been to Anfield. Um, will you try and get to a couple of West Ham games this year? Oh, 100%. 100%. But mo- more than likely, it'll be away games. Just easier to do? Easier to do, and I hate London with passion. So weird, your fucking football team over London. I but, hate um, it. it is, uh, you see, like, I love Manchester, it's such a cool city. I know, isn't it? Ah, oh, fuck. I genuinely wish that fucking West Ham moved to like, Leeds or somewhere, or Newcastle, so it's easy enough to get a flight there. <laughs> it, it's just simple, but like, I don't know what it is about London, man. I just dislike Why it. don't we try and go to West Ham, Manchester, and you can just sit quietly beside me in Old Trafford? I've done that, <laughs> I've done that before with my dad. He got it because he had season tickets, and I remember... It was like West Ham get beat 2-0, Ronaldo scored a decent free kick against us. I remember that much, but uh, I think I told this on the podcast before, where I had like all my West Ham uh, stuff on, and they were like, uh, you'll have to take your shirt off. And I took my shirt off, and there was a fucking Rob Green t-shirt underneath with a big West Ham logo on it. And he was like, oh, you just turn your shirt inside out. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that 100%, but uh, bear in mind, it's still the same fucking colours. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Can I point out something to you? Yeah, you I, fucking moron. Um, and then I feel bad if he was like, I'm actually colorblind, and I'm like, well, yeah, shut up. Well, don't don't be trying to be an electrician. Then. You're like, you're <laughs> fucking yeah, yeah. Just keep uh, keep the tip, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that pretty much uh, is us for this week in sport. Um, have you got anything that we can plug? We're only doing the two kind of system now, where we do. Uh, news and this week in sport, and then uh, story time will be a separate podcast. I, I do apologize as well. The last thing that Jordan said there was keep the template sounded weird, maybe sexual. <laughs> yeah, you're the one making a big. He's only giving me a cup of tea. I think I'll be drinking. No, I, I think that's kind of it. What, what are you up to? Yeah, I mean, you're doing working to me. I, I started a new job where I'm actually just working because uh, the last year has completely fucked up what I usually used to do. Yeah. So, ah, well. What are you, what are you, you're gigging? I'm flat to the mat, um, so I'm gigging, uh, so this will come out today, so uh, I'm gigging Wednesday and Thursday this week at uh, the Hatfield House and Lavery's Comedy Club respectively, uh, and then next week I'm over doing gigs in uh, Southampton, Portsmouth, uh, and uh, Winchester. Are you in any of those cities? If you are, how come you're on here listening to us talk about GA and Lauren? Yeah, weird. Strange. Yeah. Thanks, Very though. Strange. And we <laughs> apologise if that uh, subtitles are not available for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then uh, doing loads of other stuff during the week, or during August. I'm away for a couple of days in Rathlin, gigging with Shane Todd. That'll be good. Tim McGarry, famous Cliftonville fan, is going to be there. Rathens, that was fun. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna try and confuse everybody by wearing my Crusaders top away, but also bring my hurling stuff just for a wee puck about on the island. Very cool. Yeah, just to go like. Dude, you're on the north coast. It's it's God, it's God's country for hurling. Oh up man, I can't wait. Yeah, I cannot wait. Get through the glens. Um, I was actually up there recently. Um, went for a wee road trip. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. The glens around them are lovely. Yeah, I can totally see why you promised to stuck it off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We were thinking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Leave them enough room for a hurling food. They tell them to fuck off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's called placating the masses. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, apart from that, um, I'm also doing Stand Hall. Uh, yeah, please come up to Stand Hall. It's a lot of fun. I did Stand Hall two years ago with Chris Kent. It's a burning festival. Okay. I came down support, to see you that day. local festivals. I came down to see you. You arrived late? Yeah, yeah, I arrived late because I thought, 
like a normal human being that it would be on at like a normal time. Comedy at night time? Yeah. But that wasn't the case. And I was so annoyed because I'd never seen Chris Kent at that point. And I know how good he is. And yeah. I just was dying to see him. <laughs> I, I've luckily got the gig with him since, like, but still, he's uh, he's one of the best. So if you're not in England, don't go see Jordan or go to the Stand Hall Festival. It's a brilliantly run local festival. And uh, hey, Stand Hall, do you want to fancy sponsoring the podcast? Uh, <laughs> you can talk about that when you get up there. <laughs> exactly. We'll do all the knots and crosses. Um, uh, but yeah, that pretty much uh, wraps us up for this uh, episode uh, of the new format we're doing. And I think it went swimmingly. Not so bad. Not so bad at all. Cool. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye.